how do you support each other and Eli support me in general on hard or bad pain days? Again, this is just kind of realizing that I'm not having a good day and taking care of me and getting things that I need because I'm in pain. Like he draws me baths and makes me food. And if I can keep food down, if I can't, because <laughs> it gets me Pedialyte at the store. Yeah. And it's just the same as anyone who cares for and loves someone would take care of them if they were sick, whatever it might be, a cold or flu or it doesn't matter. It's just helping or being there for people when they need it is what's most important. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Babe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endobabe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endobabes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Pleasure Queen Workshop. I am so excited for this. This is a two-day live event designed to give you the tools that you need to let go of shame and guilt around your body, improve self-confidence, improve communication about your pain and pleasure with your partners, learn to manifest love in relationships, and create sex magic. You're going to leave this workshop with the tools that you need to start to let go of shame and really to love yourself again. And with more confidence in yourself and your ability to embrace pleasure and your sexuality while you're living with endometriosis. I wholeheartedly believe that when you have the tools that you need to break the shame and guilt patterns around pleasure and sex and your sexuality and just living with endometriosis in general, and when you learn to feel comfortable in your skin and improve your confidence, you can create a life where you feel empowered to ask for what you want to, ask for what you need, ask for what you like, and embrace your pleasure and sexuality, whatever that looks like for you. This workshop is going to be badass. <laughs> it's on February 20th and 21st, so it's a Saturday and Sunday. Um, and this is the workshop for you if you're a woman with endometriosis or a person with endometriosis who feels any kind of shame and guilt around masturbation and sex, who struggles with confidence and body image, and you really want to heal your relationship yourself. This is for you if you feel out of control with your emotions and your life and your pain and your desires, and you really want to self-govern your past and your present and your desires. This is for you if you want to lead your life with empowering energy instead of living in fear and shame and guilt. Because we all know that the biggest energy in the room wins, right? And a lot of the time that's fear and shame and guilt. And when you learn to break past that, you can lead your life with more empowering energy that just makes you feel better, right? And when you can make empowering decisions for your health, for your sexuality, for your partnerships, everything just gets so much better. Right? This is the perfect workshop for you if you're struggling with communicating about your pain and pleasure to partners, or if you are terrified to get into a relationship with somebody because you don't know how to tell them about your endometriosis. That's going to be a huge part of day one is learning about the communication and how to communicate your about your pain and your pleasure to your partners. Right? If you feel stuck in your head and you struggle getting in the mood and staying present, even when you are 
like self-pleasuring or having sex with somebody and you're constantly in your head, this is for you because we're going to work on practices to bring you back into your body and connect your brain and your body so you can actually physically experience more pleasure, right? And I know you're probably like, okay, Chelsea, well, what if sex is painful? We're going to cover that as well, right? What can you do when sex is painful? Because a lot of the time with most people that I've talked to that have endometriosis, just because sex is painful doesn't mean we want it any less, right? It just becomes a deconditioning in us that we move away from that pleasure because we have so much pain. And in this workshop, you're going to Learn practices to help you move away from the pain and into the pleasure, right? So this is, again, the perfect workshop for you. If you want to set a higher standard for your life and your healing and your desires and your pleasure, and you want to learn more about what this could all look like for you, how to lean out of pain and into pleasure. Day one, which is going to be Saturday, February 20th, is going to be all about learning how to let go of shame and fear and guilt and really embrace more self-love and confidence. And I'm going to give you tools to help you feel more confident, right? And help you self-govern your past and your energy and your emotions and your decisions and your desires, right? Because when we can lead ourselves, when we can govern our own choices, like we can have anything that we want in this world, right? So day one is going to be releasing shame, enhancing self-love, We're going to learn to find safety in our body again so we can move out of our head and into our body. And day two, it's going to be all about embracing sexuality and pleasure. So day two is Sunday, February 21st. We're going to learn all about improving communication about your pain and pleasure with partners. We're going to help you move out of your head and into your body. We're going to be really talking about your experience as a person with endometriosis, your sexual experience as a person with endometriosis, and you're going to be able to share it with everybody that's going to be at the group. Obviously, you don't have to share if you do not feel comfortable sharing, but when I found at my last retreat was that by day two, everybody was so close, and we we spent most of day two just sharing our struggles and experiences with sexuality and learning tips to make things a little bit easier, right? We're also going to go over manifestation and manifesting love and relationships and having sex magic, right? I'm so excited about this workshop. It is going to be one of the most transformative workshops that I'm going to be doing this year, especially just helping you step more into your pleasure and embrace your inner pleasure queen. I would love to have you there. If you have any questions, you can email me or DM me on Instagram and I'm going to put the little link below so you can click the link and go read more about it, learn more about it and get your tickets. We are limited to 50 women at this workshop. Um, There's payment plan options available and a painful discount as well. Go ahead and check that out at the link below. Hello, babes. Welcome to another episode of the Endo Babe podcast. This episode, I'm really excited to share it with you because um, it's an episode or a live video that I did with my husband, Eli, last year before we got married, answering a bunch of your questions about relationships and sex and endo. And he's never been featured on the podcast before. So let me introduce my wonderful, amazing, supportive, always there for me the man who showed me what it was like to be in a real relationship and actually just one of the best people that I know, my babes, my husband, 
Eli. Um, you guys are going to love this episode and I hope you get a lot out of it. Uh, we're probably going to be doing a live video like this again soon. Um, so if you have any questions, feel free to DM them to me on Instagram and let's dive into the episode. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. So this is Eli. This is my, um, my fiance. So we are just going to kind of go through some of the questions. I asked you guys questions um, over the last couple of weeks, and, and we're just going to answer some of the questions that you guys have about us and our relationship and having sex with endometriosis. Um, if you ask questions live, we're going to try to get to those. I know sometimes they get... Um, behind essentially and don't always see them right away so bear with us so one of the first questions I was asked was do you struggle with infertility like a lot of women with endometriosis and I have no idea <laughs> we haven't even tried to have kids I've never tried to have kids I know that I was told that I was infertile by the first doctor um, the diagnosed me with endometriosis, but I'm sure that every woman that has endometriosis is told that she's infertile. Um, that doesn't mean that she's infertile. There's statistically only 30 to 40% of women that have endometriosis are infertile, which means that 60 to 70% of women with endo are fertile. So um, if you are struggling with infertility, I know that's very hard and I'm so very sorry, um, but I have no idea if I am. Hi, Dana. Hi, my crazy end of life. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Nina. Hello. Okay. Another question that we were asked is, did you know that you had endo before you were in a relationship? And if so, was it hard to explain endo to somebody that you're dating? So yes, I knew that I had endometriosis before Eli and I started dating. I was diagnosed in 2012. And Eli and I started dating in 2016. Um, and I mean, honestly, everybody always asks, like, is it super hard to talk to like somebody you're first dating about endometriosis? And I think of it like ripping off a Band-Aid. Like, I'm pretty, like we were talking about it today, I'm pretty sure that I told him on, like, our first date. <laughs> he came up to visit when, we, when I lived in Denver. And... I'm pretty sure I was like, oh, by the way, I have endometriosis because I think I was having a bad pain day or something like that. Um, and so I think just like ripping off the Band-Aid and telling somebody up front, because I mean, it's not it's not like something that anybody should be scared of, like having endometriosis. And like your partner shouldn't be scared that you have endometriosis. Like they'd be worried about you, obviously. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I, honestly, I didn't really recall that well when... <laughs> when she told me that and I didn't even know what it was to be honest. Um, I, I know I'd heard the term before, but I couldn't have told you anything about it or what it was or who it affected or what. But, um, I don't know. I probably ended up Googling it <laughs> later that day or, or something. But, um, but no, I think it was important that at least you know, get it out there they're early and um, I don't know it's not like there's all sorts of different things that people might have or something that you know they have to live with and those you know close to them also do so it's not like there's a whole myriad of you know health problems that are out there that could 
people could have and no reason to judge somebody for having a certain health issue. Yeah, definitely not. And I mean, I agree. I think being open and honest in a relationship starts on your first date. Like why not just get it out there? And if the person that you're dating has a problem with it, like then you can tell them to go fuck themselves and you can find somebody else. And uh, I'd probably say that most guys probably don't know what it is. Yeah, so I would true. start there, maybe helping them to understand, because I would say most most guys probably don't know what it is, unless maybe they've had, you know, a mom or a sister or somebody close to them growing up that had that. But yeah, well, and I yeah I could agree with that. Just like educating and just like really helping them understand. I think that goes for not just who you're dating, like everybody in your life. Like just making sure they're educated and they understand like what it is you're going through instead of just being like, I'm in pain, like give them all of the facts. Cause I mean, guys are pretty logical. <laughs> um, and if they can't actually see something, they have a hard time wrapping their mind around it. So like they Google and they like try to find information about it. And it just, if you have information about it, just give it to them and let them know. Um, we were asked how long we've been together. So we met in 2016. So almost three years. Um, yeah, like October, I was down here visiting a friend to go to ACL, which is like a big concert here in Austin. And Eli was one of her friends, and we went to the concert together. And I was living here three months later. So <laughs> yeah, happened fast. It did. That they say when you know, you know. Mm -hmm. How to make that endo explanation go easier as an endo babe? Getting past feeling guilty or sad that we are different. I'll just start by saying that it's a good thing that we're different. Different is good. Different is not bad. How to make it easier. You just have to kind of rip off the band-aid. What are your suggestions, honey? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think it's anything to feel guilty about. It's, you know, it's not something that, you know, you've brought on yourself. It's like, I don't know, say somebody getting cancer, like you wouldn't ever, you know, you know, treat that person as, yeah. you know, like, oh, you did something wrong. It's, it's a disease that you can't control. Yes, exactly. We did not ask for it. We did not cause it. Most likely we were born with it. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing to feel guilty about. It's not, yeah, not something that you, like, contracted or anything, just, like, Rip off the band-aid and let them know. Yeah. If somebody makes you feel guilty about it, then that's not somebody you need to be around. Fuck them, too. <laughs> um, again, do you ever feel guilty when you can't give 100% to your relationship because you don't feel well? No. Because, again, like he was just saying, like it's not my fault that I don't feel well. It's not like I'm choosing to feel unwell and feel sick and I'm not choosing any of it um so no I don't ever feel guilty and I don't think that any of us should feel guilty and if you have somebody in your life that's making you feel guilty I'm just gonna say it again um ooh, how many times a week do we have sex and has Eli ever gotten rejected um that depends on the week <laughs> depends on if I'm ovulating, if I'm in pain. Um, there are a lot of factors that go into it. And have you ever felt rejected, honey? No. Yeah, because I mean it. We have a pretty open 
communication. So it's not, yeah, no, never felt like been rejected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he was saying, we have pretty open communication. So like, if I'm not feeling well, like if he knows that I'm writhing in pain, he's not gonna come on to me. <laughs> um, he's probably gonna draw me a hot bath. <laughs> yeah, and we've been together, like I said, a few years now, so it's probably easier now to realize when when she's having a bad day, and you know, obviously, it's it's more about trying to help her feel better than yourself. <laughs> because he's a gentleman. How does Eli handle and understand endometriosis and help me with it? So that kind of ties into the last question. Well, it's my only understanding of it is, is from yeah. <laughs> being with, with her, but I definitely know a lot more than I did a few years ago. And just in, in helping her with it, it's like how you would help anyone who is suffering from something is try to help them out with things they need or comfort them or just understand if you know, somebody's in pain or not having a good day, then it's fine. <laughs> I agree with that. Like if somebody had the flu or something yeah. like that, like you wouldn't be an asshole to them. I mean, you might, but then you might be a dick, but yeah. you shouldn't be an asshole to them because it's not their fault. Like none of it is our fault. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not like somebody out there bringing something onto them themselves and then forcing you to deal with it. That's not it at all. Yeah. yeah. What positions do we find least painful? And again, this is going to vary person to person. Everybody, it kind of depends on where your endometriosis is or if you have adhesions that are kind of like pulling on your uterus in a different way. So yeah, everybody's going to be different. So just, I recommend that you guys play with a lot of different positions. Like if a position hurts, move, move on to another one. If that position hurts, do another one. Um, if penetration hurts, get own nut, which is like this little, I guess they're like little plastic rings and you can, it, it like goes onto your vagina and it controls how deep they can penetrate. So there's a lot of fun things out there that you can use, yeah, to help sex be less painful. How do you support each other and Eli support me in general on hard or bad pain days? Again, this is just kind of realizing that I'm not having a good day and taking care of me and getting things that I need because I'm in pain. Like he draws me baths and makes me food. And if I can keep food down, if I can't, because <laughs> it gets me Pedialyte at the store. Yeah. And it's just the same as anyone who cares for or loves someone would take care of them if, if they were sick, whatever it might be, a cold or flu or it doesn't matter. It's just helping or being there for people when they need it is what's most important. Yes. So how do you handle the pain and discomfort of sex like any before and after routines? Before, make sure that you're doing enough foreplay. Like, it's going to hurt a lot worse if you're skimping on the foreplay. If your vaginal walls aren't engorged enough, it's going to be painful, especially if you have endometriosis lesions like around your vagina and your rectovaginal space. You want more space in between the penis and those lesions. So you want your walls to be, like, nice and engorged. So foreplay is your best friend. Um, there's also CBD lube, which is phenomenal. I like this brand um, by Kush Queens. It's called Ignite. It's wonderful. It kind of brings more blood flow down to the area that you put it on. And it's just amazing. So if you can get some CBD lube, I would recommend that. 
afterwards, if you're in a lot of pain, take a really hot Epsom salt bath with some essential oils like peppermint and tea tree, tea tree oil. <laughs> yeah, so those are my quick recommendations. And then what are some tools on how you communicate with Eli about not being able to be intimate when you're not feeling well? So, I mean, I guess I'm just very open. Like we were saying, we have pretty open communication. So, like, if I'm not feeling well, I just let him know. And he doesn't get mad at me for not being able to be intimate. Like, a relationship, that's not the only aspect of a relationship. It's a very important part of a relationship, but it's not the only part. So, if I'm not feeling well, we just don't do anything. But, I mean, if that is all the time, like, before I had excision surgery, it was, like, a nonstop. Like, obviously, just open communication and discussing things and not just like closing things off and like hiding them and stuffing your feelings inside. That's not going to do anything except make you feel worse. What do you think, honey? I agree with you. Yeah. Just yeah, talking yeah. to each other about it. And I mean, if one person isn't feeling it, then that's fine. Just know, you know, later on, they yeah. might. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, like, kind of with any kind of relationship regardless if you have endometriosis or not if the other person's not feeling it like you're just not going to do it <laughs> so those are all the questions that we got beforehand does anybody have any questions drop them in the comment box and we'll try to get to them yeah well, and I think that I know that some women and I mean I'm sure I'm not sure I know that I did this before like I would just push through the pain because I was so terrified to even like bring it up. And then I would like cry for hours afterwards because I was in so much pain. Um, it doesn't matter. You're not going to disappoint that person. If you do disappoint that person, they're not the person for you. And I know that sucks and you probably love them. Um, and if they are disappointed again, maybe they just don't understand and you need to kind of explain things a little bit more and go into all of the gory details. Like, don't hold anything back. Yeah, I think especially if it's the first time or something, it, it's probably going to be, obviously, hard for the guy to understand what's going on. So trying to you know, give them information about what it is, what's happening, and, you know, if, if you know, the person's, they're an understanding person, then they should get it. If not, maybe they're just not open to that at that point in their lives or of course it may not work. But um, yeah, I think probably scary for both people at first. Um, so I think, yeah, education, explaining and helping all parties involved <laughs> Yeah, know about it. So not really, ooh, a question, but it helps so much when you have a good support, good support and a partner. Having my husband making sure my pleasure is number one. If I'm having a pain day, he would never push it, or even if we're having sex and I'm in pain, all of a sudden he's always, always understanding and we stop. The right guy will understand is out there. Yes, 100%. 100%. This guy right here <laughs> fell for me. I totally agree with that. Having a, a partner that is super supportive is very, very, very important, um, especially because we have so many bad days. And we're not always going to be, like, peppy and ready to go. But having a partner that understands that, and again, it goes back to communication and education. Like, just letting them know what's going on in your life instead of holding it all inside. Because, again, that does nothing for anybody. It makes you feel like crap, and then your partner's left on the sidelines not understanding what's going on. Right. 
no, I, I definitely agree. It just, um, yeah, like I said, it, I can see how a lot of people probably think the guy is being an asshole, but in some, I'm sure are, but it's, uh, you know, the lack of understanding is probably the bigger issue. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, again, like I said, men just need a lot of logical, <laughs> they need a lot of logistics and like reasons why something's not happening and and it's not something that we're just gonna discover, learn, or read about on our own. Like I said, unless unless you've just grown up or, or been around you know, a woman in your life who was affected by it. And I mean, you're just, I was, what, 34? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, basically I had no clue what endometriosis was. And I shed the light all over him. <laughs> um, all about a respectful loving relationship which you two have yes we do you don't guilt someone for your own needs you respect and care for each other if you're with someone who doesn't support you with your disease that's not the right person yes 100% I like hearing this perspective from Eli me too <laughs> oh you guys this is fun we should do this more often yeah, it's fun being a, a guest star I know. I had a little guest speaker on my show today. Oh, well, you guys, if that's all the questions, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. And cheers, honey. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good night, ladies. Good night. Bye. Oh, babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and take me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.